Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're talking about couples and why they fight. And my argument is it has something to do with a lack of a sense of mission or purpose that really drives this. So let's go a little more in depth. But first, I got a visitor here. I'm going to keep talking. Let's go a little more in depth as to why being off purpose or off mission might lead to a sense of unhappiness and therefore discontent and discord in your relationship. Let's talk first about, we're going to talk about mission and purpose. And then next we're going to talk about what happens when we're happy and fulfilled. We're going to talk about when both people are completely disconnected from their sense of mission and purpose. We're going to talk about when one person is disconnected. We're going to talk about when the relationship itself is off purpose. And we're going to talk about communication and how to begin to work through this. Does that sound okay to you? All right. So here's where it begins. Mission and purpose. Mission and purpose are two separate things. Um, our purpose is the thing that we are uniquely suited for or made for, depending on who you talk to. If you're not a big fan of the idea that you're created, think of it as suited for. Purpose is derived from a combination of our skills, our talents, our latent abilities, the family we grew up in and the values that they've planted in us the culture that we grew up and the values that we've drawn from that culture, all of these things play into our sense of purpose. Yeah. And it could be genetic. It could be emotional. It could be uh, trends that are passed on generationally. You know, these all lean into a sense of purpose. And think of purpose as there's one difference that I can make in the lives of the people around me, that all of these things rolled in together, one big purpose that just makes a huge difference to them and fulfills the crap out of me, right? Like that's what we're talking about here is when we're doing something that we're really excited about. And we're excited about it because we can see that it involves all of who we are, engages all of who we are and impacts the lives of everyone around us. And we experience that when we get engaged with our children, for example, we experience that on some level because they represent our future and the fulfillment of our future. And really that's what we're talking about here is engaging all of who we are to move towards a compelling future, which I know right now is questionable for a lot of folks, but I promise you there is a compelling future. All right, so we get clear on our sense of purpose how is that different from mission? So the mission would be the application of that purpose. For example, my own purpose in a nutshell is to help people unfold all of who they are so that they become in touch with their inner divinity in such a way that they move forward to a compelling future. And my mission is to apply that right now. My mission is to apply that to 
couples and families in particular. Uh, so I take this purpose that I have, which represents the compilation of all my experience and culture and all that good stuff and my skills and talents. And I lean into working with families and couples so that they have a sense that they are fulfilled and happy in their lives so that they have a sense that they're in touch with, connected with the wider reality, whatever that means to them. If that means God, great. If that means the Tao, great. Whatever it, the word they're putting on that connection, it's about encouraging them to feel like they're a part of something greater than themselves. I'm telling you, a lot of interrupting calls today. What are we going to do with that? All right. So that's what purpose and mission are and how they interrelate. And what I know is, I know that 80% um, 80, 80 of folks, 70% uh, to 80% of folks are unhappy at their work. And so what that tells me is there are a lot of people who are disconnected from their sense of mission or purpose, right? Because if you're unhappy at work, how connected can you be? I have a little spill over here, forgive me, to your sense of mission and purpose. Something's missing, right? If you're unhappy at work, why? Something's missing. That's just the, on the most basic level. So what I know is a lot of people are having trouble with this. They may not even know that they're having trouble with it. They may not even know that it's a problem, right? But it's a, if you're unhappy, it has to do with this, because when we're living on purpose, we're happy and fulfilled, right? Because we're taking all of who we are and we're applying it to our lives in a way that makes us feel happy and fulfilled. We're making a difference. With, and even if we don't, don't see an immediate impact, even if we're meeting challenges, when we're applying all of who we are to those challenges with the confidence that we're going to make a difference in the world. We are happy and fulfilled. And so by definition, when we're doing that which we were created for, or this compilation of all of who we are and applying it in a way that's fulfilling, this you can't lose, right? And so when people are happy and fulfilled, how much do they fight in their relationships? Not much is the answer. Not much at all. Um, in fact, when one individual is happy and fulfilled and the other one isn't, the happy and fulfilled person is much more likely to meet the unhappy person with compassion and empathy because they want them to have what they have. They want them to share in what they have. And so the punchline here is if you're fighting in your relationship, it's because one or both of you is unhappy and unfulfilled in aspects of your life. And it might be the relationship itself. We're going to talk about that more. Okay. So um, what if one of you is off purpose? Let's talk about that a little more. Uh, let's say, let's say uh, Tom and Mindy have been married for five or six years they got a couple of kids in the hopper um and the kids are actually let's say they've been married for 10 years because you know typically the way this rolls out is couples get married they have kids and the kids uh are a handful right like you spend the first five or six years 
trying to figure out how the heck you're going to manage these kids. And you may be experiencing difficulty in your marriage for sure, like you're, because you're both challenged, but you don't know whether it's the kids or the marriage, right? Because you've got your hands full. You're just trying to keep all the balls in the air. So typically uh, when kids start going to daycare uh, and, the, and the stress becomes a little, when they become more self-managing, when they, when they move out of the toddler phase, that's when people start to really notice that there's something not working in their relationship with themselves and with their partner. And so let's call it 10 years of marriage, might be eight, might be 12, we don't know. Uh, Tom and Mindy are both employed. And Tom is at a job where he is freaking miserable. He's a salesman, he's not hitting his marks. He goes to all the sales seminars, he's got a coach, and you know his sales get a little bit better, but the what he doesn't realize is he, he let's just say he's a car salesman. He's not excited about selling cars. He doesn't see that cars is something that really fulfills all of who he is. It's a way to make money. And in the beginning, he was excited about it when he first got the job because he had those kids and he needed to make money, and he was working on a percentage, and so he made some mad money in the beginning. But what happened over time is he lost his excitement it was new in the beginning he lost his excitement about it being new mindy has a job as a veterinarian all right and mindy always dreamed of being a vet um actually she's let's say she's an assistant vet Mindy's an assistant to a vet. She loves her work because she connects with animals and connecting with animals helps her feel connected to nature, which is kind of like her higher power thing. And she feels like she's making a difference in the lives of these animals and therefore the lives of the owners. And she's learning from the vet and she wants to be a veterinarian. So she's in a job that she finds somewhat fulfilling and she's got a compelling future that's pulling her forward. And the job is part of her compelling future. While Tom feels trapped he's selling teslas so you know at least it's making a difference on the planet but he's still not excited about cars for some reason and so they come home from work and mindy's just like oh i had the best day da, 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 da. and tom is like she says to tom how did it go today you know and he says ah oh, i only sold one car today everyone else is selling so many more i don't know if i can i don't know if we can keep living in this house you know and mindy's empathetic and tom says you know, I don't know what to do. And Mindy says, well, Tom, I'm going to go to vet school and I'm going to make so much more money when I become a vet. And he goes, vet school? How are you going to afford vet school? We can barely afford our lives right now. And that's how the fight starts. And so what's the fight really about? Is it really about money? No, what it's really about is Tom's freaking miserable as a salesman, even though he's with Tesla right, which is a nice battery operated car and better for the planet. He's miserable as a salesman. And Mindy is happy and going to be even happier if she goes to school. And so, yeah, it's about the money, but it's also that Tom feels threatened and scared. Mindy's going to advance in her life and I'm going to be stuck here forever. And instead of addressing this core problem, they fight about the money. They fight, uh, they have a fight about, uh, 
her taking time off to go to vet school, Kwame the kids, da 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 da, right? And this is actually a pretty not that unusual scenario. Forget the vet and the Tesla thing. This is not an unusual scenario where one person is unhappy in some aspects of their life and unfulfilled. The other one is moving towards greater happiness and fulfillment. And that fear of that disparity drives conflict. All right. How do you handle that? We're going to get to that when we talk about the communication piece. But let's talk about when both people are unhappy. So let's go back to Tom and Mindy. Uh, Tom is a salesman for Tesla. Mindy is working with a vet. But you know what? Mindy hates the guy she's working for. She can't believe she's working for this overbearing jerk. Um, it, she's so unhappy. And she comes back and she says, and what does she do? She comes back and Tom comes back. They've got the kids and they're sitting at dinner. And Tom starts complaining about uh, how he doesn't have any sales. And Mindy starts saying, yeah, well, that jerk, Dr. J, he was so nasty to me. You wouldn't believe it. And I thought I wanted to be a vet. But when I look at the way this guy operates, I don't know what it is. And Tom says some remark and she says, you know what? You're just like him. You know, you're talking to me just the way he does. What is it with you men? And Tom says, I don't know what you're talking about. This is how I always talk. And they get into it, the two of them. So when two people are unhappy and fulfilled, it gets really juicy. There's like double trouble, double the opportunity for a good brouhaha, I'm going to call it. I'm so working on my language today, folks. So you get it, right? Unhappy and fulfilled one, unhappy and fulfilled two. Let's talk about the third scenario. You know what? It turns out that in this scenario, Tom loves being a Tesla salesman. He is killing it. Uh, and, you know, he's just amazing. Like he's having such a good time. Why? Because Teslas are good for the planet. And he's a sustainability guy and he happens to be really good with people. And Mindy, guess what? She's decided to go to vet school. So that means she can't work anymore. And Tom says, we can afford it. And Mindy goes to vet school and she's thrilled about being in vet school. But guess what's happening? It turns out that uh, because of inflation and the pandemic, all that money Tom has been making just isn't enough, right? To pay for vet school. And you know, it's cool because Vindy's been going to vet school online, right? And she's hanging out with the kids too. And the, but still they can't afford it. And they get into a fight about money, right? And, you know, we can't afford this. And she says, yeah, well, if you would just work harder and da, 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 right? That is when people are off mission in their relationship. So both of them are pursuing their own individual compelling futures. But because they haven't gotten into alignment about how to get there, because they didn't plan appropriately, because they didn't set aside enough money for many to go to school in advance, they just assumed that Tom would always be making a ton of money they're off mission in their relationship. And so they fight about it. And they're both scared. And so they fight with intensity, All right? So you've got one individual's off mission, two individuals off mission purpose, the relationship is off mission in some way, right? So when relation, relationships get off mission, when they're not planning appropriately, relationships get off mission when they're not managing risks, relationships get off mission when they're not communicating adequately, 
Relationships get off mission when they're not looking at all the facets of their life. Maybe Tom and Mindy have been focusing only on their work, but, but neither of them have been exercising, right? And because they haven't been exercising, they're doubly irritable. Or maybe what happened was um, Tom had, was asked to do something a little unethical at work. I know the folks at Tesla would never do that, right? But uh, let's say he was asked, maybe his supervisor is a little unethical. It's just some error in hiring on their part and asked him to do something that wasn't quite right. Uh, and, and he did it, right? And, but he feels bad about it, right? These are all things that can contribute to being off mission individually or as a couple. When we neglect to take care of ourselves, when we neglect to look out for our bodies, our spirit, our character, um, uh, when we neglect to stay on mission and purpose ourselves, when we neglect to work on our relationship, when we neglect to show up as parents in some way, or our parenting becomes regular, but our children are growing and developing, our parenting's not keeping up with their growth and development. When we don't stay on track with our career, when we don't stay on track with our finances as a couple or as individuals, all of these things, when we don't connect with our community, when we're disconnected from the wider community, when we're disconnected from our family, when we're out of track in one or more of these areas, we have the opportunity for being off mission and purpose. And so get that part of your mission is to track all these areas of your life. Like a recent relationship, we've got 12 areas of life. I've mentioned about it, almost 10 of them just now that, that we encourage people to work on all the time. And if you're not working on those areas, you're slipping off mission, right? If you're not taking care of your body, your spirit, your emotions, your character, you, uh, if you're not working on these things, you don't have the energy that you need to take care of your marriage, your parenting, your extended family, your community, your finances, or your career. And if you're, it's like there's an intimate relationship here. Or if you're only taking care of yourself and you're not attending to the social things, you're going to feel disconnected and off mission, right? When we're off mission and we're off purpose, we're unhappy. And when we're unhappy, we take it out of the people we love most. Why? because they're there. Why? Because part of the deal is we signed up to help each other stay on mission and purpose, right? Isn't that what the whole falling in love thing was about? It was about seeing each other as our greatest possible future, seeing each other as the best people we could possibly be. And when we committed in those marriage vows to being there for one another, we committed to supporting one another in reaching our individual and shared compelling future. Like that's the deal, that is the deal. And when we're out of integrity with that deal, we're miserable and we take it out on each other. Fighting is not necessarily bad. It is a desperate cry for help and attention either from one person or both people, either from you as an individual, or it might be the relationship itself speaking to the two of you. So it's not necessarily bad. Maybe the way that it's being expressed is negative and painful, but difference needs to be expressed. When there's a difference between what we're called to do in our lives and what we're doing in any facet of our life, it needs to be looked at, expressed, and addressed. 
where the pain and the hurt gets more and more and more. So how do we do that? The answer is communication. And so we've done a lot of pieces on intimacy here. And I'm just going to remind you that three aspects of intimacy are caring communication, trust, and empathy. And obviously, you know, when we're at off purpose or off mission, it's harder to live in trust, empathy, and caring communication. The tendency is to go to blame. The tendency is to say, I'm unhappy and it's your fault. In fact, that's how it shows up a lot for a lot of couples. Really astonishing. Even healthy people, healthy relationships show up this way from time to time. It's almost like we're, uh, we, we deflect our own responsibility through this. And so care and communication, what does it look like? Care and communication is built on, well, first let's talk about what's not caring communication. So let's stay with that blame thing. As I said earlier, speaking in anger and blame is really a cry for help. It's, it could be even a desperate cry for help. And how we receive it has everything to do with the space that we're in. Speaking from blame, fear, and anger, when we do that, we've taken on a position. So a position is a stance. It's, um, we've built up from our emotional state, we built up a bunch of intellectual reasons that seem rational to us. And we've decided why things are the way they are. And nine times out of 10, it has to do with it being somebody else's fault. And if they would just straighten out, everything would be better. And so what happens when we start speaking from that position, the basis of the position is you're wrong, I'm right. I win, you lose. It's like taking fear and insecurity and layering an illusion of authority and strength over it. Some would say uh, in 12-step programs, they talk about uh, mat uh, taking grandiosity. You live in grandiosity to cover up your basic insecurity, same idea. And the problem with the stance is there's no opening, right? A position is defended. A position is solid. It makes sense to us, right? No, we speak it and it makes sense to us. And even if the other person is in a position to receive it, even if they say, oh, you're right. I could do that better. Even if Mindy says, you're right. You know what, Tom, I'm gonna stop going to vet school for a year so we can catch up financially. What's Tom gonna say when he's in his position? He's gonna say, well, that's just great. It's too late, Mindy. We're $100,000 in debt. How is that gonna help us? Honestly, we'd be better off if you just finished it because then at least you'd be making some money. So Mindy can't win when Tom's in that space. No matter what she says, no matter how she tries to accommodate him, he's gonna beat her down emotionally. When both people are positioned, 
it gets even juicier, right? And that's when people, typically people come to me for couples work when they're both positioned. Now they might be positioned and arguing. They might be positioned and they might have made an unconscious agreement to not talk about it. So there are people who, when they're positioned, they get into it. They argue, they go for it. And there are people who, when they're positioned, they just go, you know what? She's not going to change. I'm not going to change. I'm just, we're just going to live our lives. Let's just focus on the kids. Let's just focus on things we won't fight about. We can agree to disagree, except that inevitably that disagreement does come up because when couples live that way, in either scenario, they're living off the mission of their relationship. They're living off the mission of the relationship was defined in those vows. The mission of the relationship was defined in that commitment they made to each other. Maybe they didn't have vows. Maybe they're just living together and they're having children together. But in any event, they've made a commitment to live life together. And when you say, you know what, we're just going to live our separate lives in the same space and we'll just have fun in the areas where we have fun together and it'll be okay. You're off mission. And eventually what happens is one person does something that blows up that agreement. And I get a lot of couples who do that too. They come to me with their, they, yeah, they were living, it was okay, they weren't fighting. One of them was conflict avoidant, both of them was conflict avoidant. One of them did something that blew the whole relationship up because they were afraid of what was gonna come next. The key to this is to get off of your position. The key to this is first, get in touch with what is the fear that is driving this, number one. What is the fear? What is my fear? Number two, take a stance of accountability. A stance of accountability means that you're gonna pretend that you are responsible for everything that happens in the world and everything your partner does. It's not reality, it's a stance. And from that stance, you're gonna say, well, let's talk about Tom and Mindy. Tom's gonna to say, you know what? I agreed with Mindy that she was going to go to vet school and I didn't do everything I could to make sure that there was money for the family and for her. I knew that my job with Tesla was uh, two steps forward, one step back, that sales are irregular. And I'm gonna take responsibility for that. Mindy, I'm so sorry. I didn't set this up so that it would work for both of us. Let's talk about it. That's a stance of accountability. And then the third part is to examine what are the core values that were threatened by that fear. So the fear of financial insecurity is what's been coming up for Tom and Mindy. And the core value is it's really important to have a safe nest for my family. It's really important to be a provider. It's really important to uh, show strength and to create a sense that everything is okay and that we can move towards this compelling future and that nothing's gonna threaten us. And somehow I failed because I didn't account for Mindy. I, I, this is Tom speaking, obviously. I didn't account for Mindy um, taking this time and, and it's really scary. And, and then expressing that, you know, Mindy, I was really scared. Why? Because I feel like it's so important that, that our home be secure and that our children feel supported and that you feel supported and I let us all down because I didn't think this through. 
And I want to talk about how can we move forward in a way where we can continue to feel safe and secure. And it might be that the solution is let's sell this home and move to a smaller home. Or it might be that the solution is that Minnie's going to go to school part time. Or it might be that Tom is really going to step up at Tesla and go for that managerial position that they need that cash. Or maybe they're going to ask their parents for financial help while Mindy goes to school. Who knows? But they're going to talk it through when that when you come from that place of this is what's going on with me. And I have empathy for where you are. I care about where you are. Tom is thinking about how can he help Mindy, right? He understands what she wants and why she wants it. And he's really on her side. And she hears him when he talks about his fear, the values, when he apologizes, when he talks about what's really missing and what can she, she's enrolled in that conversation because she has empathy and compassion because he's made himself vulnerable. He's made himself available. That's caring communication, trust and intimacy. So that's the way through. But if Tom and Mindy don't stay on mission, if they're not in touch with their purpose, it's a lot harder for that communication to be effective in the long run. And it's more likely when we're off mission and off purpose, it's more likely that we're gonna slide off into uh, blame, fear, anger. Okay. Well, as usual, if any of this has resonated with you and you need to talk about it, direct message me, um, email me, rich at richinrelationship.com, reach out. I, I'm, I, my, as I said, my mission is to help individuals and couples get in touch with their inner divinity, their connection to all that is, that part of them that's a part of the greater whole so that they live a life of fulfillment and happiness. And the road to fulfillment and happiness is to stay on purpose, to stay on mission. Thank you so much. Have an awesome, awesome day and reach out.